0: The America's National Parks Podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean is a proud partner of the National Park Foundation, and you can help them support the parks by shopping their limited edition National Park Collection. Every time you purchase products from the National Park Collection, which includes totes, shirts, hats, patches, and more, you're helping to protect, restore, and improve parks throughout the U.S. Search National Park Collection at llbean.com and be an outsider with L.L. Bean. Congress is on the verge of passing a major piece of legislation that will drastically improve public lands by addressing a serious issue that's been facing the national parks and national forests and other federal land agencies, the Maintenance Backlog. Today on America's National Parks, we talk about the Great American Outdoors Act, which has huge bipartisan support and what it means for our national parks. I'm Jason Epperson. If you are to visit Theodore Roosevelt National Park this summer, you wanna know that the 28 mile loop road hasn't been an actual loop for over a year. A 4.5 mile section of the drive in the south unit of the park is closed to motor vehicles indefinitely due to erosion failure, meaning that you have to turn around when you reach the gated end, doubling the length of the drive and blocking off some great hiking and overlooks. Roads in the park are frequently in need of repair as the Badlands formations erode easily. It's part of what makes the park so beautiful, but the road is just one of many projects that fits into the National Park Service's $12 billion maintenance backlog. And as erosion continues, the repair project will just become more and more expensive.
1: Shenandoah National Park uh, is responsible for maintaining a 105-mile-long uh, route, the Skyline Drive, which was built in the 1930s by the Civilian Conservation Corps.
0: That's Marcia Argust from Pew Charitable Trusts.
1: It's a beautiful drive uh, with stone walls and bridges and culverts, but you know, very tough to maintain and that costs money. Um, in other places like Yellowstone, uh, there's ranger housing that's 50 years old and that's falling apart. Again, that costs money to maintain. Uh, people don't think about facilities um, <laughs> that aren't very sexy uh, but are necessary for visitors. In Mammoth Caves in Kentucky, There's a a sewage system that's right above the cave system, and it's, you know, again, decades old, and it's leaching into the cave system and creating a visitor safety issue. These are things that need to be addressed for visitor safety and also for the preservation of the resource.
0: Argus is the project director of Restore America's Parks for Pew Charitable Trusts, a non-political organization that focuses on issues like the environment, state policy, economic policy, and health and human services.
1: We've been working for years with groups nationally and locally uh, to educate people about what deferred maintenance is. Um, And so this has really been a, a ground up effort. And when members of Congress understand what the needs are and they're hearing from their local communities and uh, a lot of businesses have concerns about the state of parks, right? Because if visitors aren't coming to parks, then their economic livelihood is at risk.
0: Argus is working to raise awareness about the Great American Outdoors Act, which is sponsored by Republican Senator Cory Gardner of Colorado, but co-sponsored by 42 Democrats, 15 Republicans and two independents. It's truly a bipartisan bill.
1: The Great American Outdoors Act will invest in the restoration of our national parks and public lands and also protect access to lands for hunting and fishing, as well as local playgrounds and soccer fields. In doing this, it will be creating jobs across the country, which is so important right now. And this is the type of bipartisan, productive, proactive legislation that Americans want Congress to be implementing.
0: The act had some major traction earlier this year until the coronavirus hit, which rightly refocused legislative attention. But now it's back on track and receiving even more support because the money could help put Americans without jobs back to work, just as some of the programs during the Great Depression did.
1: The issues that this bill addresses have been around for decades, but I think um, certainly they are top of mind right now. I think with the pandemic, certainly people... um, have a heightened awareness about the values of our public lands, even if they're only getting out in their own backyards or their neighborhoods. I think they understand the importance of nature. And that's not just the inherent value of lands, but also the economic value. Our parks are economic engines for local communities. And those communities are really hurting right now. Parks alone generate billion in spending for local towns and cities that surround them. And that leads to 330,000 jobs each year. That's just parks. When you expand to include forest lands and refuge systems and the recreation industry as a whole, that's contributing $778 billion in national economic output each year and 5.2 million American jobs. So if Congress moves forward to enact this bill, then they will be creating more jobs by fixing public infrastructure, park infrastructure, but they'll also be sustaining these existing jobs.
0: So how did we grow a backlog of maintenance expenses in the National Park Service to $12 billion? Experts agree both parties are to blame but the importance of correcting it can't be understated because repair costs compound quickly when issues are neglected.
1: So if you include the Forest Service, the Bureau of Land Management, uh, the forest lands, the backlog is probably closer to 19 or 20 billion dollars. The Park Service has the greatest backlog because it has more facilities, more historic structures, more roads, uh, more campgrounds, um, and it's getting more visitors by far. The Park Service gets over 315 million visits each year. So that's why the numbers are higher for the Park Service. What's led to the point of this backlog? I think that's a number of reasons, right? The Park Service is over 100 years old. So think about a person that's 100 years old, right? Their body's going to start to give out on them a bit. So facilities that are over 50, 60, 70 years old, they start to deteriorate. It's not just historic buildings, but there are water lines and sewer systems in parks that are that old as well. They have a a finite life system, and, and they've reached the end of that life cycle. And then you add to that the millions of visitors coming to these parks and that's additional wear and tear. And the park service gets a certain amount of funding each year and it's simply not enough for the park service to keep up with the pace of repairs. So they're, they're in a position where they have to triage repairs. They have to take care of, of the most serious needs, which means that certain things are less in disrepair, and those things will get uh, worse, (laughs) and they become more expensive to fix. So you're in a situation where costs will increase each year.
0: The Great American Outdoors Act will begin to address these issues, but it won't cover them all.
1: The legislation will direct up to $6.6 billion over five years to priority needs in the parks and nearly $3 billion to other public land agencies. It will also provide funding for a program called the Land and Water Conservation Fund, which is where it will protect access to lands for hunting and fishing, and as I mentioned, playgrounds and soccer fields. What's important to understand about this funding is that it is not taxpayer funds, which is great. And the $6.65 billion for parks That will address the priority needs. The most important repairs facing our our parks so that the, the Park Service can tackle those issues that are most serious for visitor safety or, you know, those roads that need to be fixed now so that they can maintain access. It'll really give the Park Service a leg up to address the most serious repairs.
0: Every dollar spent by taxpayers on national parks puts $10 back into the economy.
1: Members of Congress are uh, pretty supportive of this legislation. And I think that's shown in the fact that it is moving forward. Uh, Of course, it's not a guarantee, but they're also hearing from national groups like the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and the outdoor recreation industry, um, hotel and lodging and U.S. travel groups, um, preservation groups, uh, hunting and fishing groups. So, There's a very diverse range of support for this legislation. Um, It's a win-win, right? You're preserving landscapes, historic sites. um, You're helping to sustain local economies. And you're also creating new
0: jobs. So it's no surprise that the Great American Outdoors Act enjoys sweeping bipartisan support and that the president is expected to sign it. If you want to reach out to your legislators to provide your comments on the legislation, Argus has an easy way to do it.
1: They can go to www.congress.gov, plug in their zip code, and that will uh, send them to their senators and representatives, and they can email or call them and ask them to support the Great American Outdoors Act.
0: This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson. I'd like to thank our guest, Marsha Argus from Pew Charitable Trusts. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. And for more great American destinations, give us a listen at the See America Podcast. Season four will be launching soon. If you're interested in RV travel, find us at the RV Miles podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys all over social media as our wandering family.
1: This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island. From the Redwood Stream waters. This land was made for you and me.
0: Today's show was sponsored by LL Bean. Follow the hashtag be an outsider and visit llbean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks.